Hello and happy Saturday. This is the Proverbs for Professionals podcast where myself, Pastor Adam Peake, go through a chapter of Proverbs every Saturday that corresponds with the date. Today is June 6th, so we will be going through Proverbs chapter 6. And Proverbs chapter 6 is chock full of very timely ancient wisdom that applies to us today. There are 35 verses. We cannot get to all of them. And the hope is to hit some very highlight uh, high-level views of uh, of this particular chapter, and then eventually we'll come back to it, and, and we will pray in earnest that it will continue to have relevance to what is going on not only in our world and how the things that are happening in our world impact the workplace, and that is certainly true uh, today. So Proverbs chapter 6, uh, verse 1 through 5, my son, If you have put up security for your neighbor, have given your pledge for a stranger, if you are snared in the words of your mouth, caught in the words of your mouth, then do this, my son, and save yourself. For you have come into the hand of your neighbor. Go, hasten, and plead urgently with your neighbor. Now, there are plenty of directions to go with this. And I want to focus on one because I believe it is pertinent, pertinent, It is timely and it is necessary. Jesus, when he is confronted by the Sadducees and Pharisees, the religious elite of his time, is questioned and asked, what is the greatest command? And Jesus replies to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Now, in order to trap Jesus in his words, they think they come up with a really clever question. Well, then who is is my neighbor? Now, that comes from a heart of saying, I don't really want to care for people. I don't want to really love everybody. Certainly not, you know, the people in Samaria. Certainly not uh, those people who are from Nazareth, which is where Jesus was from. And it was said, can anything good come from Nazareth? They had a hierarchy of people. So this was meant to trap Jesus to say, well, yeah, just your neighbors. You know, your physical neighbors, which would have meant they could just keep loving the people who agreed with them. Right. And Jesus doesn't say that right? Jesus challenges them and he says, essentially everybody, everybody's your neighbor. You know, like you have to love everybody if you want to follow these commandments, which of course are found in the book of Deuteronomy, which is part of the Mosaic law. So he was quoting to them very, uh, very necessary scripture that they would understand. And then he's saying, but you don't do this, do you? Right? You don't do this. So who then is your neighbor? Look at this. If you are snared in the words of your mouth, caught in the words of your mouth, then do this, my son, and save yourself. For you have come into the hand of your neighbor. Go and plead urgently with your neighbor. Check this out. So last Saturday when I did when I did the podcast, uh, the 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 nation was in you know an upheaval, and and I I wrote a poem, if you want to see the poem, about what is happening with George Floyd. And, I'm, and, and it's, 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 not, it's not only George Floyd. Um, it is, it's 400 years of this with, with African Americans in our country. And I want to, I want to talk to my, my, my fellow European ancestry white people right now in the workplace, in the churches, and in the communities. 
I will say that for the most part, I'm so incredibly proud of the work of so many people that I've seen out there, um, both in the professional platforms like LinkedIn, um, the responses of CEOs and of businesses, whether what, what are their motives? You know, Paul once is, is challenged on, uh, on the motives of some people who are preaching Christ out of selfish ambition and vain conceit. He says, but what do I care? Christ is being proclaimed. So I don't know what the motivation is behind this, but you're seeing this uh, upswelling and this uprising uh, from within the white American uh, you know, system or construct or people group or whatever you want to call it. Unfortunately, there are Christians who need to heed the advice Specifically, white Christians who, again, look like me, and there is zero wrong with this, with being white. This is how you were created. You were created in the image of God. But unfortunately, you are snared in the words of your mouth, caught in the words of your mouth, and you need to plead urgently with your neighbor. You need to make it right with people because the words that you are speaking on social media and in different videos are divisive, they are dismissive, they are unuseful, and they are unfit for the gospel. If you're wondering about specifically what I mean, okay, when somebody says something like Black Lives Matter, that is not a controversial statement at all. It, it, it is totally congruent with the gospel. Black people certainly matter to God. And when you say, well, all lives matter, it's, it's not only dismissive and hurtful, but it fails to deal with the direct matter at hand. You are deflecting what is going on. You need to make it right. Your words have power and you need to plead urgently. If you have said that directly to people, I don't care who it is. If you have said that, you need to make it right with them quickly. The, the author here in Proverbs says, give, no eye, give your eyes no sleep and your eyelids no slumber. Save yourself like a gazelle from the hand of the hunter, like a bird from the hand of the fowler. Save yourself because it is unuseful for the conversation that is at hand and the, 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 the reconciling nature that is required for this conversation. And the reason why I'm saying this right now is because, and that, that's not the only thing, certainly there are very wicked and vile things which are said, overt racist and white supremacist things that are still being said today. But friends, listen to me, please. I'm gonna plead with you to heed the words of Proverbs chapter 6 in your workforce, in your community, on social media. May your, may your speech be seasoned with salt and may you speak what is useful, what is, what is helpful during this time. And what is not helpful is for you to deflect the conversation into some sort of ambiguous terminology. We need to speak directly to sin. We need to be clear, we need to be concise, and we need to call it what it is. Racism is a sin and it is wrong, period. You don't have to talk about anything else. We don't do this with other topics, do we, in the church? No, we don't do this with adultery. We don't do this with, with you know, a, a abortion or whatever the topic is that comes up in the church. We don't talk about it in ambiguous terms like, well, all sin is bad and Jesus is the answer for all of it. That's not how we handle it. So don't handle this one because we are at such a critical juncture in, in not just our church history, but also in American history. We have an opportunity to, to begin 
really begin to right the wrongs of 400 years of on-purpose systemic oppression of black people in our country. And I can already hear the voices. Well, it's not just black people. I understand that. But it is black people in our country. It is oppression of black people in our country. And we should be on the side of love and compassion and care to help uh, to help uh, out our black brothers and sisters with whom we walk day in, day out. We sit next to in the office. We're on Zoom calls with. We're in the church pews. We live in the neighborhoods. Let's continue this ministry together. So do that quickly. He even continues, a worthless person, a wicked man, goes about with crooked speech. This is about your words. These are about the things that you are saying. And I know you're like, oh, but my actions. No, but your words have meaning. So watch them closely, please. It says, calamity will come upon him suddenly. And in a moment, he will be broken beyond healing. Friend, I do not want that for you. I do not want that for you. So be clear, be concise, call out sin. And when you haven't done that, when you have deflected, when you have, when you have minimized, when you have cast aside, when you said, oh, but all of these other things are more important, or what about this, or what about that? When you have done that, you are not helpful, and you need to repent immediately, and you need to go to your neighbor and say, I'm so sorry. There's no other way. There's no other way. And quite frankly, there will be no room for this wishy-washy type of, of Christianity that we like in, in, in our circles to proclaim that we are against. So let's be fully against it. There are six things, verse 16, that the Lord hates, seven that are an abomination to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. The Lord hates that. And so when we see the murder of George Floyd and the murder of Breonna Taylor and the murder of people, we need to say, this is something that the Lord hates. The Lord hates this. Think about that. These are strong words. And hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, Feet that make haste to run to evil, a false witness who breathes out lies, and one who sows discord among brothers. That is the seventh thing. So six things the Lord hates, but a seventh that is an abomination to him. It is an abomination to God for you to sow seeds of discord. And this happens so easily, doesn't it? I'm guilty of doing it. I am guilty of being of, of sinning and being an abomination of the Lord. So I am not speaking on my high. I have to watch myself as well. And some people may go, well, this, this podcast episode is, is sowing seeds of discord. I sure hope not. I sure hope speaking directly to, uh, to something like racism and saying we need to be clear and concise as Christians. We need to be clear on this. I sure hope that's not sowing seeds of discord. And, and if I'm wrong, then, then I'm wrong. And I already, I already know what's going to happen. You know, calamity will come upon me suddenly. I sure hope I'm not wrong on that. But we have to watch this. Because, because our words and our, and our interactions, whether it's in the workplace, you know, the, the, the casual side conversations. Oh, did you hear about so-and-so? Or, well, they just looked like they might have done something. Do you see how these words have power? That these words have meaning? 
And you may not even know it, but your words may, may have history that you don't even know about that are assigned to them. You know, I'll, I'll say, I'll, I'm just going to say this. Um, yep, I'm going to say it. When the president of the United States calls people thugs, that that is a word that has meaning behind it, that is not useful. He should be not so. He should not be sowing that discord amongst us. You should not be, you know, retweeting that stuff. You should not be resharing that stuff. You should be quick to say, even if you voted for the guy. Listen, you can be a Christian and vote for whoever you want to. I don't. I'm, this isn't a podcast about that, but I'm just saying that. When, when we continue to do this, when we continue to sow these seeds of discord, friends, it's not useful. We have to be so incredibly careful. And luckily, luckily, we have a way. So this isn't just about, about this one topic, though it is largely about this topic of systemic oppression and racism in America, because this is what we're all, this is the, the air that we are breathing. But verse 23, for the commandments are a lamp and the teaching a light and the reproofs of discipline are the way of life. So we have a way through this. For the Christian, we have a way through this. And what is that? The commandments of God are clear. You know, going back to when Jesus is questioned, we are to love the Lord, the, love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And we are to love our neighbor as ourselves. This is unambiguously clear. This is what we are to do. And those commandments, they are a lamp. So it's something that we can look to to help illuminate a path. And then we have the teachings. Well, teachings become a light. So who is, is teaching you? You know, if, if you want to be educated on issues of of, you know, black American history, who is, who is feeding that into you? If you're a Christian, are you listening to only voices of modern day 21st century white preachers? Because maybe they don't have a full context. Maybe they don't have an understanding. Who is teaching you? Yes, the commandments are a lamp and teachings, they become a light. They illuminate it even further. The lamp is lit. We see that, but then the light happens through the teachings. So if you want to be illuminated on this topic, then, then find it. It's readily available. And by the way, on that, and I put this out on Facebook as well. If we're not connected on Facebook, then you, you missed it. I put this out on Facebook as well. Here's the deal. You can go and be illuminated and, and be transformed in the renewing of your mind, as the Apostle Paul writes. You can go and do that without having to cause people around you who are minorities, whether they're Latino, whether they're uh, African-American, whether they are uh, European, whatever it is, you can go and ask, you can go and find out about African-American history without having to cause traumatic experiences to be unearthed in the people around, around you who you're close with. They, they do not exist. Like black people in America do not exist to educate white people. You can go and get educated. Do you desire to? And this comes from teachings, right? So you have the commandments from God, you have the teachings from people, but then the way of life are the reproofs of discipline. So think about that. So, so being willing to be wrong, being willing to be reproved is a way of life. That means that you should continually be searching out 
these teachings. You should be continually searching out these reproofs. I, I, or I'm sorry, these these commandments. You should be continually seeking, seek, searching out the word of God. If in fact you are a Christian. This is all good for us to do. This is a way of life. We should be willing to be disciplined. We should be willing to be uh, corrected. We should ask for reproof. I am asking you for this very thing. So please, this, this, is, this is something that we have to embody. Why? Because it goes all the way back to the front end of this. If you cannot embody a life of saying like, I am, I am willing to be wrong, then asking for forgiveness is going to be really difficult because you're always going to think that you're right. And here's the deal. You're probably not because you're not God and neither am I. And this is why we need each other. This is why this topic is so important. This topic is important because it matters to God. And this topic is important because it it is right and it is good and we need each other to walk through this life. I could talk for so long about this, but I'm going to leave it there. Thank you so much for listening. Please like it, subscribe, share uh, this podcast, and I will talk to you next Saturday.